0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition politics and try to is your host. Thank you so kind of for being a part of the show. We're gonna have a great show for you today. We're gonna have a great show for you today. Got two videos and an interview, but I'm gonna hold back on the interview, depending on what kind of how how much you guys are talking about. It was with Doctor Anand, but we kind of talked a little bit. Good good friend of the show. We kind of talked a little bit about you know quite a few things. By the way, folks, I'm wearing the t-shirt the t-shirt by British MCP that says. The PDR posse and all those nice words underneath there. That's what I'm wearing today. Breach, the hat hasn't come in yet. They're taking too damn long. Sending me the hat, but I'm working on it. Breach MCP. Welcome to politics and right. Bruce Pollard says, he says, I'm leaving San Diego for Houston soon. You're needed in Houston. Hey, we're getting a new studio in, uh, in Houston. Um, we already have started to build it out, Bruce. We're going to do a show. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to be every day doing the show every day at KPFT at noon. So when we're out there doing it, we'll come and pick you up, and we're going to hang out at the studio. And anybody in Houston that want to hang out at the studio with me every so often can uh, come on out, and we'll do the live program on air KPFT ninety point one FM Houston. Don't forget, folks. Whether you are in Houston or not. KPFT 90.1 FM. You can either go to kpft.org or listen to it live if you're in the Houston metropolitan area. It's on air. Okay, who else is in the house? Alistair Waters. She says, Hi, all. Just listening, Igberto. Is there anything like a show transcript or something that has the links shared during the program? They disappear if my screen closes. Um, Actually, when you play the show back, I think it, it prints out the, the messages in real time. So if you were to go play the program on YouTube, uh, since the, the, the messages are supposed to be in between both YouTube and the other ones, you can actually scroll through all the messages on YouTube. But if you're not on YouTube, also on Facebook, if you go under the video, you can select there, there are several ways to look at the messages. Just select all or, t- you know, so that you can get, see them all at once. There are ways to do it uh, right now as it is, my dear, beautiful Alistair Waters. Uh, let's see. Michael says, we're not resorting to cannibalism, but then again, sci-fi always. Oh, that is from Breach who says, wanted to know if anyone here is old enough and or ever watch Solient Green. I haven't, but it sounds like an interesting show to watch. So I better go ahead and check it out. Yvette avery Herod, how you doing? Beautiful lady running the unionization of America. You know, yesterday uh, yesterday Michael Rodden said, Egberto, one of the biggest problems also with why we're not having wages follow uh, productivity, etc., is because unions are in decline yes unions are in decline that's why we have Yvette Avery Herod that's why we have it because she is there fighting the good fight you keep doing that fight Yvette of course we have Lee Grant is in the house my brother from the right Lee Grant is one of us folks he's one of us and now he's, even though he's a, he's a, on the right, even though he's conservative, right? He supports the show, but let me give you, let me tell you better than that. Don't let him fool you. He's one of us. He just has to give us a hard time, you know? Love you, man. Love you, brother. Love you, Lee Grant. You keep hanging in, dear brother. Bridge MCP is in the house. AVQ is in the house. And AVQ has us starting with what again? Newsweek. Carbon dioxide storing bacterial enzyme may help fight climate change. An international team of scientists has discovered a new method of high-speed storage of carbon dioxide and bacterial enzyme that could eventually help fight climate change. The bacteria, which lives in low-oxygen environments, such as the deep sea, was initially discovered in Lake Kivu in Central Africa in 1981. Dr. Ben Angel at the uh, Biosidrum of the University of Basel in Switzerland stated, this is the first known enzyme capable of directly using hydrogen as an electron source for carbon dioxide storage. This bacteria shows us a new way to efficiently store CO2 by using hydrogen as an energy source. At the same time, our study demonstrates the value of fundamental scientific research that explores the biology of diverse organisms. Nature is full of amazing surprises. If production of this bacteria could be adapted for high oxygen atmospheric conditions and then brought to scale in the next few years, it could be an additional sore resource in our efforts to halt accelerating global warming. Interesting. Never heard of it before, but that would be good, right? Common dreams. Common dreams. Study ties forever chemicals exposure to billions of U.S health costs, Dr. Leonardo Trasande, New York University Langone professor and co-author of the study, said that our results strongly support the recent decision by the Environmental Protection Agency to lower the safe, allowable level of these substances in water, based on our estimates, the cost of eradicating contamination and replacing this class of chemicals with safer alternatives is ultimately justified when considered the tremendous economic and medical risk of, all, of allowing them to persist in the environment. Typically, environmental causes are rarely considered until the widespread economic cost to people's health vastly outpaces the profits made by corporations to treat air, water, and land as open sewers. I think we're there now. I mean, that statement if that statement is yours, typically, uh, I think that's how you said you write your stuff um, Michael, that the two the two slashes is your opinion, and that opinion that you gave ain't no opinion. That's a fact. We price everything. We price everything. That's why we see. Let's see. Let's let's not make these changes to an airplane. Let's not make these changes to a car, because. The amount of lives we save compared to the lawsuits, compared to the amount we lose by making the change, is not justified. Let's just kill people and pay the lawsuit. When we talk about an immoral economic system, that is the definition proper, Senor Rodnan, of an immoral economic system you know like i said when i came to this country my first thought and i wrote it in my book as i see it class warfare when the teacher just about laughed at me right the question was if there is a high demand for something should the price go up or not and my answer was if there's high demand for something and i can make that something You know, I I I, I would make it. I'll keep making it cheaper, 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 because there's so much of it that's selling. I don't need as much money, so I can keep my profit margin real, real low because I'm selling so much of it. Right? They laughed at me. That's not capitalism. If people want your damn product, zoom the price up. It doesn't matter if you can make a lot of it. And the only time you have to drop your price. If you get a competitor to come into the fold, but if you have a patent on it, you won't have a competitor for 17 years. And if you want to know the, the manifestation, the evil manifestation of that concept, look at drug prices. When a drug is developed, they get a patent for that drug in as much as much of that drug was developed by the intellect of universities we all paid for it. But they got that, that is, and that's why you have generic drugs, which are a lot cheaper than name brand drugs, which have patents on them. And because they have patents, they can charge whatever, even if the drug is in high demand, they charge you an arm and a leg for that drug. That's why the pharmaceuticals work out with money. I always give, I gave the example in my book, as well as I see it, Class Warfare, the example of Clarinex, right? There's this drug called Claritin. All of you know about Claritin. Whoa, we get the sniffles, we take Claritin. Well, Claritin lost its patent ship a few years ago. And you know what the drug companies did? They invested in adding another chemical to Claritin and called it Clarinex. You notice they made the name close to Claritin, but then they made it Clarinex as an exceptional, right? And then they marketed it to to, to doctors to try to go ahead and sell that drug instead of Claritin, which was going off patent, to say, oh, this is a better drug. No better, but it's a better drug. That is what an immoral economic system does. And that's what I'm talking about. They claim, oh, but we have patents so that we can... We can really keep developing new stuff because if we don't get a patent, why develop something new if somebody can just copy it and then sell it? Well, you didn't develop it in the first place. We did. And that's what I try to tell everybody. Look at the genesis of every drug out there and see how many of them started at a university or started with a government grant or whatever. Anything that started... At a university, or that had a government grant, or is a derivative of something with a government grant should not be allowed to be patented. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Or again, I think that's fair. Anyway, last one from Michael Rudnan. Common dreams. Corporate interests have been 21, uh, let's see, 21.5%. Million to GOP Sedition Caucus, since I saw that one on Common Dreams today, a new analysis by the watchdog organization Accountable, uh, which has been tracking corporate contributions at the so-called Sedition Caucus, the group of 147 Republican lawmakers who just hours after the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol voted to overturn the 2020 election in an attempt to help Trump maintain the grip on power shows that in months of June, as the House January 6th Committee revealed alarming new details on former President Donald Trump coup attempt, corporate trade groups and Fortune 500 companies donated more than $819,000 to Republican members of Congress who voted against certification of the 2020 election results, bringing their total corporate donation to this sedition caucus members to 21.5 million. A moral corporation managers now... That bribery of politicians bring massive rewards and little short-term punishment so they don't care that corporate corruption is fracturing our nation, potentially bringing our nation's downfall, so long as the return on investment remains high. These guys are not Americans. These guys are whatever the market will bear. Hey, where are my peeps today? Today we're kind of slim on peeps. Where are my peeps today? Okay, let's continue, let's continue, let's continue. All right, let's see what we got here. I'm I'm scrolling down, folks. I'm scrolling down. Alistair says, Mohawks for the info. Uh, And let's see. Alistair says, many thanks, BridgeMCP. Bookmark, Michael Rudnan. I love that. Uh, There's such a thing as too much sun for solar panels, and Europe's solar industry is starting to buckle. Huh? Uh, You got to put a little bit more words than that in there, brother. Uh, uh, There's too much sun for solar panels. What? Uh, you know what? All right. You win. You tickled me. There is there is such a thing as too much sun for solar panels. What, what magazine was that written in? Fortune magazine, of course. It says, with, uh, with clear skies and near constant sunlight, European summer should be high season for the solar industry. But while solar panels feed on sunlight, Europe is in the grips of a record-breaking heat wave. And extreme heat is no friend of solar energy producers. The heat that has been scorching part of the UK and New Western Europe has set temperature records starting to damage infrastructure and is leaving behind a mountain debt tolls. High temperatures have sent electric demand in Europe soaring, and combined with an ongoing shortage of natural gas on the continent, renewable energy sources such as solar have had to step up. Over the weekend, Germany broke the country's record for solar power output, with even higher levels of electrical generation expected this week as the heat wave rages. But if temperatures remain elevated for long, it might actually risk slowing down solar energy's output. Solar panels around the world are manufactured and tested to function optimally around 77 Fahrenheit or 25 degrees C. And the range in which much solar panels can still operate at peak efficiency is 15 to 35 degrees C. 35 degrees C is, let's see, 32 plus uh 1.8 times 35 what 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 is that in fahrenheit that's how you com- compute it multiply 35 by 1.8 and add, add 32 do, i can't do the, that in my head right now that is that temperature and it seems to me like that's fine i think it's a misleading article but what can i say you know that's that's what we get with anybody who's attempting to do something positive with solar energy michael Rudnan says egberto soul solian green is a good movie if you can deal with the Charleston Heston harm act, ham acting. I don't like Charleston Heston since he's a gun guy at, at, at that, but I'll watch it. Bruce Pollard says, been there on Logan's run. There you go, bro. Yvette Avery Howard gave us a yay. All right. Eric K says, with this happening, we will all flood next Harvey. But now we get the neighborhood waters from Montgomery County. Okay. Reduce flooding. I, I, you know, again, you can't. Anyway, I'll move on to the next. Hydrogen and nuclear energy is clean and could be good. Hydrogen is clean. The byproduct of burning hydrogen is what, folks? Water. In other words, H2 plus O2 equal, I mean H2 plus O equal what? H2O water. So when you burn hydrogen, the result is water vapor. There is a few different bit of nitrates that might show up there because of some, some burns, but. It's really water as the byproduct of burning hydrogen. Of course, you have to get hydrogen in the first place. There are many ways that people have thought about doing it, using solar power and electrolysis to separate the oxygen from the – using water as, a, as the source. Use solar power to generate the electricity to create electrolysis that separates the hydrogen and oxygen. And again, you get two products, right? You can sell the hydrogen, the oxygen can go out there to the hospitals, et cetera. And the hydrogen you burn in the cars, et cetera. There are a lot of sustainability things that we as a society can do if we wanted to invest in it as a society. Bridge MCP says, Alistair Waters try going directly to his website. Not sure why replaying a video on YouTube doesn't show the comments. Why is that, Egberto? Actually, it shows the comments. You have to replay it. And there's a, there's a switch on it to, to, for the comments where you have the option of doing that. But you have to do it from the YouTube screen itself. In other words, you, ha- you actually have to go to the YouTube website itself. And then you can do it. Okay. Uh, Michael Rennes said, Eric Hayes, hydrogen uses coal gasification as its primary source. So no, it's not clean. Again, if, if you're using coal gasification, that's a problem rather than because yes, There's going to be some CO2 byproducts, but again, they have, there, there is actually saying we can use solar energy. It's just a way of transforming, right? If you, if you use solar energy to crack water, all you're doing is converting light energy into hydrogen, which is another form of energy. So you're transforming light energy into energy that can be acquired by burning hydrogen, whose byproduct is then Water. All right. Continuing, we have Michael Rodney says, Egberto, anything in the tilde marks is the in the article. Anything in the quote mark is a direct quote. Anything with either those, uh, usually at the end of the comment from you. Okay, great. Great, got it. So the two slashes is you. Make sure and let me know that. Cause I don't I don't see quote all the times. Egberto, you're describing high trade marketing. Yep. Um, let's see what the Carl Cox says nuclear energy is not clean. Radioactive waste is highly radioactive, poisonous. It's deadly. Accidents at nuclear power plants causes the radiation to spread. Great distances causes cancer. I am, I am of two minds with nuclear energy. Nuclear energy of the past, a la Three Mile Island, a la Fukushima, Nagasaki, uh, Fukushima. I also, at the Komosyama, uh, the one in Russia, the one that blew up in Russia that now has a big sarcophagus on it, um, those are nuclear plants of the past. I am looking at, and again, as environmentalists, activists, we have to think outside of the box. We have to make sure and think outside of the box. Um. I mean, there, there are some environmentalists that are absolutists. Absolutely no nuclear, absolutely no gas, absolutely nothing, right? And I always ask them to give me the plan to do it. And based on how we run and even the things that we want, or me transmitting over the internet, we as environmentalists have to come out, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, with a plan. The plan is not going to say oil zero tomorrow. It's not going to happen. Well, they'll never say oil zero because oil is actually used for other products as well, right? Even synthetic oil from corn, etc., used to make plastics, etc., right? So we have to come with a believable plan. And I don't know. That believable plant just may include modular nuclear energy. If we really have to generate high amounts of power and we, uh, we not yet have the back in store for uh, windmills, for wave energy, for uh, solar energy, and all these other guys. I am simply speaking from a practical standpoint where we must have X amount of energy. We got to do all these calculations. Come out. and Look, like I said, I have not yet seen the transition that is something that most people are going to live with. I mean, ultimately, if we don't change, we are going to cook to death. But we also have to come out with something sensible, doable, and pragmatic. So, uh, Brother Cox, I am not going to shut the door on future instantiations of nuclear energy that works uh, a bit more safely than they are today. Let's give an example. Right now, we're using oil. Oil kills more, I think, justifiably, or or not justifiably, but you can agree, than all nuclear accidents combined thus far. Human beings, that is. Oil has killed more people. With all the diseases that oil causes. uh, Are you willing to go ahead and say, we're going to just shut down oil? Absolutely now, punto final. I don't think so. So I am with you that we have to be safe. But I am too, I am not yet convinced of all that we have to do. And and I want to give a little, even though I disagree with Eric Hayes a whole lot of times, you know, Eric always said, what are we going to do now? I mean, he is, in effect, partially right. The problem I have with many that follows the Eric methodology, which is really the right wing methodology, because that's where he gets a lot of this material, is that you have to. Think about the process. And too many of the drill baby drill, they don't think about the process. They just think about making money today. Punto. That's what they do. All right, let's continue. Um, uh, we got Bree says universities used to share their research info till Corp stepped to pay them not to. Some in the last few days and going back to sharing. You got that right, Bridge. IVQ says Carl Cox compare radioactive waste from nuclear to radioactive waste from coal. One so much worse than the other. Lee Grant, uh, Gitch supports economic Essen. Stop it, Grant. Uh, coal ash is more radioactive than nuclear waste. You know, I didn't know. I didn't realize that, um, Rudnan. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. All right, Scientific American article: Coal ash is more radioactive than nuclear waste. Thanks for pointing that out. I honestly did not know that. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Natural Institute of Health, a taxpayer-funded government agency, develops 65% of drugs on market. Give drug patents to Big Pharma for free. Carl Cox, you hit the nail on the head, brother. All right. Maywood says, good afternoon, everyone. Eric Hayes says, not everything starts at the university government grant, but keep pounding that one. They are not only smart people, but you seem to think so. Again. They're not, they're not the only, no, they're not the only smart people. But again, I, my statement is not, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't I, I wasn't asking a question, Eric Hayes. All those knowledges emanated from a university. Period. Even if they're at a corporation, those corporations got their people from a university who developed the skills that allowed them to work in that corporate lab. That corporation didn't train that kid from high school up to college, up to their Ph.D. So anything developed by that Ph.D. or whatever at that corporation as well had a genesis in all of you that are listening to me right now in your tax dollars. Don't let them use that argument. Oh, the, uh, not everything was developed by these universities. Uh, the, corporate, the corporations invested. The corporations invested little. That person who went to work for that corporation with a Ph.D., with a master's, with a B.A., B.S.M.E., B.A.C.E., whatever, you, the American people, all of you that are listening to me right now, you are responsible for educating those people that then go to those corporations, build products that then they rob you blind to pay for. Don't let them fool you about that. Oh, but we developed, the corporations invested money in these labs that developed it, and we hired, you know. It's like what Canada in Ontario is trying to do right now, right? Now that we, they, 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 they educate doctors on the cheap, a lot of very good doctors. And now, what, what does the private sector want to do? They want to create private hospitals that use those doctors that all of us educate, that the Canadian people pay taxes to educate. And then charge people a premium to go to the private doctors at those facilities so they don't have to wait. And Ann Bat, who I have a video today, but it's uh, given the amount of stuff you guys are writing, I'm not going to get to it. uh, um, He was talking about, you know, hey, even in Louisiana, uh, Jindal sold the public hospitals to the private sector. And the private sector then was not taking care of the indigent who those hospitals were, f- were fine for. Thank you, Michael Rudnick, for turning 35 degrees into 95 degrees Fahrenheit. That is 32 plus 1.8 times 35 plus 32. There you go. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Coal doesn't produce radioactive waste. Burning coal produces deadly toxins, including mercury. Um, Carl, I, 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 I think... You probably should read the article that, uh, that uh, the Scientific American, con- that Rudden put in there from the Scientific American. I think it's important. Uh, it's not one of the things that we promote at Politics Done Right, all of us do, is we learn. I didn't know that. I can tell you straight up. I did not know that coal ash was radioactive. Now, if you show me a Scientific American uh, thing that proves that uh, coal ash is radioactive, I would have learned that. That's what this program is for. We learn together. Okay, let's continue. Uh, Bruce says patents have some value sometimes. Insulin is all patent, but still a bad deal in the US. Amazing, isn't it? That it's all patent, but what they do, you know what they do with insulin, right? They, 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 in order to patent insulin now, they, they create something known as the, the form of delivery. So now they packet insulin into forms that have that that it's it's develop, its point. I mean it, it's distributed in your stomach or whatever on time on a time based and all these different things. And that concept they patent. And then the doctors say, Okay, we're gonna give you or prescribe another kind of insulin to you now. It's gonna be this one here. And it's time released, time lapsed, and all that kind of stuff, and you pay. Through the arm and the leg. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's a sham. Okay. Croc uh, says coal does not, I repeat, does not produce radioactive waste. The energy it produces is not from radiation. No, it's not from, the energy it produces is not from radiation. I think what the article is saying uh, is, that, the, is that, uh, that, that coal ash, in fact, you know, when you think about it, I, I, I probably can understand that. Because even there where they get coal in West Virginia, in those mountains, there's a lot of radon. And radon is, in fact, radioactive. I bet that's where it's coming from, right? Radon in, in from these mountains. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong or not. Um, if, if, if I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay, Bruce says fuel cells is better than burning. And actually fuel cells, if I remember correctly, can actually use natural gas, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, but I think fuel cells can use natural gas. All right, let's see. Egberto, hydrogen is a great energy carrier, an efficient battery, but as there are no hydrogen reservoirs, you have to source hydrogen. And right now, the primary source of hydrogen is coal gasification, which is extremely pollutant. True. But like I said, if we were to develop, again, think about this. Uh, you're right about right now, gas is an easy way to do it, and capitalism always try to find the easiest way to do things for the cheapest so that the shareholders can get a bunch of money and the executives can get profits. We know that. But, 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 what we, what we have to take into account, Ruddin, is, however, if we div- created these humongous solar cells, remember we always, you remember we always talk about, well, you know, how, what are you going to do when the sun is not shining or the wind is not blowing? Well. Remember, I always talk about back in store. Back in store means I can use, I can either pump water to a higher level, and when there's no sun, drop it through a turbine to generate electricity. That's that's a battery. Another battery is using excess solar to create, uh, to take pure water and turn it into oxygen and hydrogen. That's another source of. Uh, that's also a. That can also be considered a battery. And then when the sun isn't shining, et cetera, you burn the hydrogen. So there are a lot of these concepts that we can actually put together in a in a very smart way from people that are much smarter than I am that could come up with those procedures. Preach MCP says, Lee, word, way of expressing that one. Ha, ha, ha. I think I know what he's talking about. No byproducts. True, Bruce. Exactly. Exacto mundo. All right. Eric Hayes says, Lee Grant, the elite which now runs aside and support him and the administration. All right. Bree says, Egberto Willis, can you move your mic to your, to your right? It's hard to hear you. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm taking that long to see that. I, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm fixing these, right? Uh, the, the, the antenna broke. I'm going to put these back together. These are the ones that you got back in D.C. And I'm going to start back using my good old Wireless microphone They actually sound better than this from what some people have told me. We'll see. Eric K says, "Rudnin, do you research it is clean? Gosh, you are not the only one right. Learn that maybe. Uh, that's a, a discussion with too. if you use renewables to electrolysis water and then have hydrogen and oxygen as fuel, would be clean. Yes, but that is not the primary sourcing of hydrogen. I get it. I get it. Lo entiendo. I am just saying it's not currently the primary source of hydrogen. What I said is let's make it the primary source of hydrogen. Eso es lo único que estoy diciendo, guys. All right, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. All right, fuel cells, solar energy, hydro energy, and wind turbine produce power in, is gl- green energy. I agree with all the green energy stuff, folks. Lee Grant says France is very happy they went nuclear. France has been nuclear for quite a while, I think uh I mean and, and they, nuclear is considered green except for the waste, which is when it gets away. It's definitely not green, right? All right, only takes one hour's worth of fossil fuel emission every death attributed to nuclear power since nuclear power began. Fossil fuels causes about 10 million deaths per year. I'm pretty sure that math checks out i I mean, there's no doubt, there's no doubt. Paul Fleming says he's checking in. Welcome aboard, Paul. Eric Hayes says let them go live on their little their little world balance energy policy is what has to happen. There are 8 billion, not 800, singular, living people here on Earth. Balance is required all around. I, you're right. Balance is required. By the way, just for your information, the people burning a lot of energy are the capitalist countries, okay? China, America, uh, and the European Union. The people in in, in rural Africa and all these other places where a lot of organizations are working, guess what they do? They They are green. They have pumps that are driven by solar energy to pump their water. They have lights in every home with a solar panel on it where they watch TV, satellite TV, via energy stored in a battery. They use a lot less energy than we do. And they have cell phones and they tape it. Look at TikTok at how many are doing it, so it can be done. So when you go ahead and talk about balance of 8 billion people, most of 8 billion people, brother Eric Hayes, are the ones polluting with burning fossil fuels. The ones that are doing the damage with fossil fuels, brother, we are. We are the excessives in the world. America, Great Britain, China, India, and the capitalist portion of these countries is what I'm talking about. So let, let's get it straight. When you are talking about all these, these compromises you want to make, you're making compromises for the capitalist countries that caused the, green, that caused the heat wave in the first place. It is hard to understand. I get it. But do remember, it is the Industrial Revolution by Great Britain and others that really threw all that carbon in the air And all the rest of the world are the ones who are suffering the indignities of all that carbon in the air. And now we are asking the others, well, if we got to cut, you guys have to cut too. Well, you guys built your economy completely and entirely by polluting the world's atmosphere. And now you don't want to compensate us for not doing the same damage that you did? Remember when I talk about immorality of an economic system? That's what I'm talking about. That's the maximal... Eca- e- 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 uh, well, you get it. You get it. Wow, you guys keep talking. Roberto Lewis, mi hermano de Panamá. ¿Cómo estás, hermano? Bienvenido. Boomer U says, we have backed into a corner for nuclear power. The industry has fought and denigrated less impactful options since Jimmy Carter introduced Americans to solar ideas. Michael said, Berto, the two-minute long videos that I sent you over the weekend, I got it. I, I watched it. Uh, it. You know, I, I thought about playing it early. I could play it here. Now, just about everybody done seen those videos with what, what um, Donald Trump did. But uh, again, if I get through all these comments, I'll, I'll, I'll really go ahead and play But I saw it. I forgot to send you a little note that says, oh, yeah, I saw these. I was going to actually make a c- couple of videos out of it, but it's already all over the Internet. Uh, Eric Hayes, the corporation is paying the said person a high wage. In some instances, they paid for their education, right? Like their master's program. Who cares? It's not they who paid for the master's programs. They paid a piece of that person's master's program. You couldn't afford to pay for that master's program if you had to pay for all the equipment that that the state purchased to ensure that person could have that master's, Eric. Ah, right. All right, let's see. AVQ says, Boomer, not that we can, can't do both solar and nuclear. Global warming is existential threat. We have to throw the kitchen sink at it. You're right. Daniel Ledo says, if your political argument is based on ascribing motivation to your opponent's absence of evidence, then it is clear you have no more cogent arguments to the debate. Boy, that sounds pretty, especially coming from you, dude. That sounds great. Uh-oh. uh my, 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 my bridge MCP says Egberto, you better get busy And it's at 4.42 Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put all the question stuff On hold for now And I'm going I'm, I'm to start with a quick video The one on, um, on Democrats Because uh, every, the narrative has been That Democrats are going to lose I want you guys to see this I'll take it on the other side listeners of politics done right know that i do not consider 2022 a foregone conclusion i don't consider that it is absolutely it is it is impossible now for progressives and democrats to win 2022 it's all gone it's all over hell no it isn't and you know what if you take a look at what's happening around the country if you take a look at what people are saying it is evident that if Progressives and Democrats do the job. This election is theirs to, is theirs to lose. Forget about what the, the mainstream media has been saying all along. But finally, finally, I heard it today that they may be rethinking the narrative. And it took 538 to look at the Senate and see that Democrats are not only likely to keep the Senate, but increase their numbers in the Senate. And the house, even though it's likely to be lost, I don't think so. Check this out, we'll take it on the other side.
1: Some new evidence today that the predictions of a Democratic wipeout in November's election may have been premature. Seismic events from abortion bans to fallout from the January 6th revelations could very well be shifting some political headwinds. A growing number of analysts now believe the Senate at least could stay in Democratic hands. And pointedly in Texas, a recent poll shows Beto O'Rourke has cut Governor Greg Abbott's once formidable lead to just five points. Financial filings also shows that her work has set a state fundraising record, bringing in over $27 million from February to June. That actually smashes previous records. For more, I want to bring in Patrick Spitek, a political reporter for the Texas Tribune. Aaron Blake is senior political reporter for the Washington Post. So, Patrick, I think the core question is whether that slew of events that might seem to work against Governor Abbott can, in fact, outweigh a widespread discontent with the economy. So, how do you read the race and where it is right now?
2: As you pointed out, there is some evidence in the fundraising and polling that this race is, is getting more competitive. I think think that these um, events that you pointed out, and especially as it relates to abortion and guns, have really um, energized Democrats in Texas. um, The question is whether it's it's changing any minds or just energizing people who are already inclined to to vote one way or another uh, in November. Um, I know that Governor uh, Abbott's campaign, you know, has said that these events um, have, you know, that they're worried that these events have led to, you know, more fundraising for candidates like Beto O'Rourke. They said that before these latest fund. Came out and, and proved them true. Um, as you pointed out, he set a new fundraising record um, in Texas and, and outraised Abbott for the period, which is uh, very remarkable given that uh, Greg Abbott is, is probably the strongest fundraiser the state has seen. Uh, in modern times.
1: Do you think he's a different candidate now or maybe that he's viewed a little differently than he was then?
2: You know, it's a good question. I I do think that there are some environmental things here. Obviously, Texas is a state that is trending towards purple, uh, perhaps not as fast as Democrats might have liked in recent years. We had the very close um, O'Rourke Cruz race in 2018. We also had uh, the closest presidential election in Texas since 1996, uh, two years ago. So this is a state that is there uh, to be competitive in the relatively near future. I do think that there is a question when you're talking about a state like Texas, is, is it a state that's just going to creep closer and maybe Democrats can't get over the top quite yet? I think that the, the the certainly the environmental headwinds that Democrats are facing right now are significant. At the same time, we are seeing in a number of states, we're seeing Republican nominees who are underperforming the environment. We're talking about, about the, the Pennsylvania Senate race uh, with Mehmet Oz. We're talking about the Georgia Senate race with Herschel Walker, Ohio Senate race with J.D. Vance. They are not running as strongly as you would expect Republicans to be running in those kinds of states, given where the national environment is right now. I think Texas is maybe a little bit of a different case. Governors' races can be a little bit more uh, uh, you know up and down. They're not necessarily people voting for a legislature later, one of 100 in the U.S. Senate. So it can be more defined by those local issues than some of these Senate races can be.
0: We absolutely so. So, folks, if you are thinking that the race is over, if you are thinking that somehow it's a lost cause for 2022, that's what they want you to believe so that many of you don't go out there to vote. It is imperative that you go out there to vote because we don't only want to win 50 plus one. We want to win so that we can actually effect real change. I am surprised that this message from Pete Buttigieg didn't get more coverage. He stated, just like you love your family, I love my family. How can you speak to me? How can you speak to me in my eyes and still go against my own family? Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. This is a very interesting and important message, I think, from Pete Buttigieg.
2: I don't know if you heard, uh, but Con- uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney talked about, uh, spoke directly to Senate Republicans uh, who are on the fence about the need, in her view, to codify protections for same-sex marriage. Um, it's still clear if are 10 Senate Republicans willing to support it. Republican Senator Rubio told my colleague Manu Raju uh, he's going to vote no, and he called the called the vote a, quote, stupid waste of time. Um, what's your reaction on that? What's your message to Senate Republicans?
3: If he's got time to fight against Disney, I don't know why he wouldn't have time to help safeguard marriages like mine. Look, this is really, really important to a lot of people. It's certainly important to me. I, I started my day, as, as I try to do on weekends, uh, I try to give Chaston a little little. bit of a break and do breakfast with, with both of our, our twins. Uh, and, uh, uh that alone, that's no small thing. Uh, as every parent of, of small kids knows, uh, it was one of those days where the tray table wasn't quite uh, fitting into the high chair. And, uh, I'm trying to make sure that they're busy enough with their little cereal puffs to give me enough time to chop up the banana and get the formula ready. And, and it just, I don't know, that half hour of my morning had me thinking about how much I depend on and count on my spouse every day. And our marriage, deserves to be treated equally. And this would be hard for a senator or a congressman. I don't understand how such a majority of of House Republicans voted no on our marriage on as recently as Tuesday, hours after I was in a room with a lot of them talking about transportation policy, having what I thought were perfectly normal conversations with with many of them on that subject, only for them to go around the corner and say that, uh, that my marriage doesn't deserve to continue. If they don't want to spend a lot of time on this, They can vote yes and move on. And that would be really reassuring for a lot of families around America, including mine.
0: Absolutely. So great job. But, you know, he knows how to humanize, personalize issues perfectly. That's what I really enjoy about the way he creates narratives. And in America now, storytelling and narratives are everything. Look, look. It is time for us to forget about all these types of prejudices. Allow people to live. Buttigieg said it perfectly right. We absolutely so. Whoa, what's going on with my green screen? Let's see if I can fix that. Oh, I got it fixed. Okay. All right, folks. Um, oh, by the way, uh, you know, I actually know Jordan Charlton very well. He's a friend of mine. I interviewed him at NetRoots. Um um, Bruce, check out this interview that I did with him back at Netroots. I just put that into the link, Bruce. So you can take a look at that. But, yeah, we go back a long time. He's really doing some work on poverty in West Virginia. I want him to tie it to, um, to uh, <laughs> mansion, though. I don't think he's done that yet. By the way, continuing, continuing, continuing. I want, look, you guys need to look at the article that uh, Rudden really showed as well. And, by the way, Carl Cox, uh, look. In my humble opinion, like I said, I like the idea of learning. And there are a lot of things that I don't know. And when it's, when I, when good stuff is presented to me that's based on science, the last thing I'm going to do is discount it. And this article where it, where, uh, where it actually gives numbers and millirams and, 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 et cetera. And it gives the rationale behind why cold ash is radioactive and why you get the concentration of radioactivity in the thing. Uh, you know, you, I I don't think a good answer is that. Well, I don't believe the article uh, because people around don't have cancer. Let me tell you, around the area in in Russia where they had that big explosion with the plant, a lot of animals and plants actually did survive living in a high radiated state. I don't. It's above my pay grade to understand the biology, but it does happen. I think it's important for us to maintain a certain sense of. Humility to learn. So that's what I try to do. Um, thank you for that article, Mr. Ruddin. I didn't know about radiation and coal at all. That, that is a, that's, you just added to my knowledge base. Okay. Uh, hi, Coop. Welcome aboard. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see. I'm not going to read all, but I need to, oh, wait a minute. I didn't do my ass. Folks, I'm, I'm going to just give you two links. Please go ahead and support Politics Done Right. Uh, how can you support? Pol- well, I'm giving you three links. How can you support politics then right? Support politics and right, please. By if you are on YouTube right now, please click that join button and become a part of our YouTube PDR posse. Uh, it's very easy to do. Just click the join button. Alternatively, you can support us on PayPal by going to politicsandright.com/slash/paypal. You can support us on Patreon by going to politicsandright.com/slash/Patreon. All our forms of support, Min, PayPal, Patreon, everything else, can be found at politicsdoneright.com support. And please don't forget to support our trip where we are one of the few on Radio Row at the Netroots Nation in Pittsburgh in about three weeks or so, three, four weeks or so. Please support that endeavor. That is at politicsdoneright.com netroots. Your support is very much appreciated to ensure that we can continue to do what we do here. Uh, and by the way, um, my new book—several um, paragraphs in—tribulations of an afro tribulation of an Afro-Caribbean Latino man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. My new book that's coming one chapter at a time. Please check it out. I just put the link in there. I think you will. I, I think you will like the book. AC Rodriguez, welcome to politics Unright. right. Uh, who else is? Who else has just come in? Carl Cox says, if I walk past a ton of coal ash, I will be exposed to a small amount of radiation. Walk past one pro- pound of nuclear power plant waste, I will develop cancer, no doubt. If the waste is exposed, but uh, you know you're surrounded by all the crap created by fossil fuel as well, right? So, you know, everything is measured. We have to, we have to make, uh, you know, we got to make decisions, right? Uh, Bruce says, heavy water reactors are the machine that provides the isotopes for nuclear weaponry. Yeah, it changes uranium into plutonium, which is one of the major fuels for, uh, for that. Let's see. Daniel Edo, bigger tree. Oh, why do you even care about gay marriage? It has no impact on your life. Did he say something about that? Uh, Daniel says, I reject gay marriage. Pete's marriage does not deserve to continue. That's none of your business. So, I mean, the truth is, I don't care what Daniel has to say about Pete Buttigieg's marriage. He can say whatever the hell he wants to say. All I'm saying is they better treat it like everything else, period. All right? If, If Pete Buttigieg doesn't have a right to marriage, neither does Daniel Ledeau. Have your choice. We made our choice. Daniel Ledeau can be married. So can Pete to whomever he wants to be married to. Punto y final, señor. Punto y final. And Bruce also says, love is love. And Bruce is absolutely right. AC Rodriguez says, hey, yes, sir. Lee Grant says, Texans pick our leaders. We pick Cruz and Abbott. That is democracy. And we are going to dump Cruz, Abbott, and Patrick. And not to speak about the crook that is our... Uh, the crook that that, that is our attorney general he'll be gone as well all right what else do we need to talk about here i have the long interview i won't give um any complaints anybody wants to give me hell for anything go ahead and tell me real quickly we got you got three minutes to give me hell come on i want to hear uh things that you want better things that you want worse things that you don't want at all that's what it's your show you tell me i want to hear uh Let's see what else we got here. Michael says, fun stuff about marriage. It is not mentioned in the Constitution anywhere. It is one of those self-evident rights from the Ninth Amendment and, and then add the Fourteenth Amendment Equality Clause. And there you go. See, I love my constitutionalist. Bree says, uh, <laughs> Daniel, wonder what you uh, what you heteros do behind closed doors. Something, you know, it, it's funny because some of the people that hate homosexuality the most turns out that they are themselves gay so who who, who knows Carl cox says egberto have you received and read my latest emails i don't know i got like 800 emails and you know i, I need help <laughs> i need help all right daniel says what did the medication not kick in or are you just deflecting again am i on medication okay paul fleming says different Uh, Eric Hayes says, Pete loves the pain at the pump caused by prices as it validates his EV. If you really believe that, if you're that cynical, I can't help you there, brother. Breach says, fun stuff about men and women. Man can not sleep with sheep. Still law in many states in the U.S. If they had to make it a law. (laughs) Breach, you're being bad. Okay, Roberto Lewis says, why define what love is? Love is love. One love. You know, when, when Lou and I speak on the phone, and we speak on the phone often, either by WhatsApp, because, you know, he's on the other side of town. And we always all end our conversation. One love. One love. We end all of our conversations. One love. Right? Uh, he'll, he'll type me a message, and it ends with one love. <laughs> I mean, People. It is so much easier to love other people than to hate. The people who need hate, right? You need hate. I saw, I I sent you, Alistair, I saw Mike Collier's commercial last night against Patrick. I thought it was great. I sent him a text. He haven't, let me see if he's returned my text yet. Because I'm going to bring him on the show. He hasn't returned my damn text. but. I sent, I sent uh, Collier a text saying, hey, man, you need to come on. I don't know if I'm a little bit too toxic right now for Texas, you know, because, you know, he's running against Dan Patrick. And you have to be careful. You don't want him. You know, the last, the, the last guy that, you, that came on my show, uh, they, they made a national commercial of, about him that says he appeared on Politics Done Right. And they took out one snippet of what he says. But I know how to interview these guys to not allow them to use any snippet that they can use in, let's say, West Texas or or East Texas or something like that. So I, I, I hope I hope he's just so busy that he didn't see my text as opposed to just running away from me because ah, right now I may be a bit too hot. All right. Uh, Eric says, Department of Transportation Secretary Peter Buttigieg was once again blasted for pushing for electric vehicles on Tuesday, this time for saying, the more pain Americans feel at the pump, the more benefits there is for EV owners. That's true. That's a true statement. Why should he take crap about it? Thanks for show and t-shirt. Guys, this t-shirt was designed by one of you, specifically, Bridge MCP. So let's say, Bridge, 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 Bridge. Right, Bridge. There you go. Michael said, Egberto heading out. If you can tomorrow, please show those videos I sent you this weekend. The conservatives in our audience needs to see them. All right, now that you put it that way. Now, hey. Now that you put it that way, Rudnin, of course I'm gonna play it now because I want Brother Lewis to br- br- Brother Smith to see it, and Brother Daniel. So, okay, we'll do. Gotta get a pick of you, not of me. I'm on the I'm on here right now. And by the way, Breach, we've got an interview that we gotta schedule pretty soon. And I want any of you guys here, we've we've had Yvette Avery. Uh, Herod on interview about two or three times on politics done right. Any of you that have something, I've also had brother Cox on interview and several others. This is your show, and I, you know, if you have something new to say, let me know, and uh, we'll create a little segment for you to say it as well, because this is what your show. My name is Egberto Willies. This is politics done right. Before I go, I want to ask you one more time: please support the show. Go to pick join on. YouTube, also, please go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Or if you want to find all the different ways you can support us, politicsandright.com slash support. And of course, you can go to our store where we have new hats and t-shirts designed by some of you. And our new cap. The new cap is nice. The new new caps are very nice. They're embroidered. Politicsandright.com slash store. Check them out. And of course, check out my new book, "Tribulations of an Afro-American Caribbean Latino Man." Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. Like I tell you, I love people. My name is Egberto Willis. This is politics on right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what. I'm-